praise the Lord. So happy to be in the house of the Lord. Blessed by the songs and the praise that we offer unto the Lord. Amen. Let's turn to the scriptures this morning. We're going to read from Ruth chapter 1 verse 21. Ruth 1 21. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Amen. Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak unto us. Release your grace and anointing that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, every resistance to the preaching of God's word, every critical spirit be stilled. May Christ be magnified. May Jesus be exalted. May the word do a greater, wider, deeper work in every one of us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Father. Today's message is titled, Full or Empty? Full or Empty? All of us have gone through both this experience in one or another dimensions of our life, being full or being empty. I remember once taking a trip to Toronto, Canada, jumped from 87 to 90 and we were driving, looked at the vehicle and realized that we were going low on gas. We felt that we will pump gas at the next uh, gas station. But if you are 90, you know, each exit is probably 30, 40 miles apart. And um, we realized that we were pretty soon hitting empty. And as the needle started moving into E, we started getting very nervous. People have different ways of expressing themselves when they are nervous. I see, I, I've seen people who bite nails when they get nervous. I know somebody who bites their nail and, and once the nail is gone, they start biting actually on the flesh. People go crazy. Well, I don't have the habit of biting nails, but I was actually on the edge of the seat because I realized that we might just run out of gas and and realized that it was such a foolish thing not to get off at the last exit and do pump gas. So being empty or, or feeling that you're going to go empty is a very horrible feeling. When we are full, quite often, we just overlook things. And everybody in their lives, they go through these seasons in their lives when they are full or when they are empty. Being full and empty could be both physical, material, financial, relational, spiritual, in any realms of our lives. Sometimes people are full spiritually, emotionally, relationally, financially. Sometimes people are full on the inside but empty on the outside. Sometimes people are full on the outside and empty on the inside. When we are full on the outside and empty on the inside, we can put up a show. 
And a lot of Christians are good at putting up shows. Sometimes I think that Christians have missed their calling. They should have been on the show business. They can put up good shows. When you really get to know them, you realize how desperate they are, how empty they are. Today we read a verse from the scripture, which is a testimony of a woman called Naomi. And this is what she's saying, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. So she's a woman who has experienced both abundance, scarcity, hmm? poverty, being prosperous. On the top of the world, scraping the bottom of the barrel, the two extremes of life. At times, life can take us through extremes. But we as children of God, we know that regardless of what season we go through in our lives, there is a God involved in our lives who can make a big difference in our life. Praise God. Quite often, we give reports based on status quos. Today, how I feel. And that's what Naomi did. She said, I went away full but I have, the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. What does full look like in the life of Naomi? For us to understand what emptiness is in the life of Naomi, we need to understand what full looked like and felt like in the life of Naomi. The scripture says, as it paints a beautiful picture of a happy family. Praise the Lord. Family, being happy in a family is a good, special grace from the Lord. If you're happy in your family... In your married life, in your family life, if you're happy, I want to tell you, you need to give thanks to the Lord. There are a lot of families that are miserable in their family life, in their relationship. They can't get along with each other. There is constantly conflict. There is constantly pain. But if you are experiencing the bliss of being happy in your family Thank God for that. Thank God for godly spouses. Thank God for godly obedient children. Together, you reflect the goodness of God. Together in this world that is deprived of joy and happiness, your family brings hope and light to a world that is in gloom and darkness. Naomi's family was a happy family. Elimelech, the husband's name. Naomi, the wife's name. Malone, the son's name. Chilion, the second son's name. Beautiful family. Living in a good land, fertile land. The best, experiencing the best in their lives. Look how happy and full this family was. The word Elimelech means God is my king. 
Naomi meant pleasant. Malone meant song. Chilion meant satisfaction. Look at this family, a family where God is my king. Where you have nothing but pleasant, being pleasant all the time. Song in your family and satisfaction in your home. What a beautiful picture. To top it off, the Bible says they lived in a place called Bethlehem, which is known as a place of house of bread. Praise God. In Judah, which meant praise. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Yes. Naomi's testimony is right. She was full. Praise the Lord. How can you not be full when God is your king? When you have the atmosphere filled with being pleasant. Where song is rising from your home. Deep down you're content and satisfied. Living in the house of bread. Praise rising up. Beautiful picture. That was Naomi's picture. That's why she said, I was full. Praise God. This morning, my friend, if you are full, praise God. You and I ought to give thanks to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Being full does not necessarily mean that you have a big fat bank balance. Nothing wrong with it. If God has filled your coffers with gold and silver, praise God. But the psalmist says, praise God, more joy than gold and silver. Praise God. That should be our case. Even when wealth increases, that should not steal and rob our joy in the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Enjoy the wealth and health that God gives you. But don't let the world, health or wealth, steal the joy of the Lord. Praise the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise God. Don't replace that with anything else. You know, in this life journey, constantly the terrain can change. The atmosphere can change. There can be a shift in circumstances and atmosphere. And quite often, people tend to blame themselves for the shift in the atmosphere. In their lives, their circumstances shifted, changed. The externals changed. Praise God. What happened? The Bible says there was a famine in the house of bread. Can that happen? That sounds like a paradox. You know, living in the house of bread, yet there is scarcity. There is famine. And that's what this family experienced. Now, it was not only this family that experienced that. Everybody in Bethlehem experienced that. This particular famine was a localized famine, a famine in this particular region. How do you know? Moab is only 55 miles away from Bethlehem. And these people decided they're going to shift to Moab. So 55 miles away from Bethlehem, there was food. 
There was harvest going on. So this was a localized famine. It was not only this family that was going through this adverse circumstances. Everybody in Bethlehem was going through a famine. Everybody. Like everyone is going through a pandemic now. Everyone is going through this, right? We all are going through it. It affects each person differently. And that calls for people to make decisions in different ways. This family decided to make a decision. They decided that they are not going to sit around in this famine. They're going to get up and they're going to relocate. Praise God. Listen. Elimelech, which means God is my king, made a decision that he was going to relocate. He's going to take pleasant song, satisfaction with him, and going to relocate to Moab. Praise God. Decisions in our lives impact our life. It impacts our destiny. It impacts our future. It impacts our generation. Praise God. If any one of the parents who are listening to me closely, I want to bring it to your attention from the scripture. As a parent, as a father, as a mother, every decision that you make for your family will impact the future of your next generation. So whenever we make a decision, we want to make sure that we are moving in the will of God. Elimelech decided to move. Rationally, it sounds like a good decision. Why make the family go through this season where we have and we have an option? Praise God. Quite often what seems to be good might not be the best. What seems to be good might not be the right. Elimelech did not hear from God and he decided that he was going to move. Praise God. So what happens, the Bible says, is they go there and everyone, Elimelech, Malon, Chilion, died. And so Naomi's Saying, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Praise God. It's a long story. A story that wraps around the life of Naomi. A story that is a decade long. Praise God. As she is coming back, there is a vacuum in her soul. Her spirit is bitter. Her mind is full of doubts. There is ache in her heart. There are memories that haunt her. Memories that cannot be erased but etched in our minds. Her voice and her words reveal hopelessness. 
Wish we didn't do that. Wish we didn't take that step. Wish we didn't go there. Wish I didn't get into that relationship. Wish that I didn't take that job. Wish that I didn't take that contract. Wish that I would not enter into that mess. Wish that I didn't say that. Wish I didn't get angry. Wish that I would not have done what I did. Every one of us goes through that. Haven't we gone through that? Wish I didn't take that on that offer. We all go through such circumstances and situations in our lives. When we study the scripture, we understand what caused them to shift. Perhaps it was not, not none of their fault. What was going on in the external? It was not created probably because of them. See, the externals, the shift in the externals, the shift in the environment, the shift in the atmosphere can have an adverse effect on every one of our lives. It is when things around us shift, we want to make sure that we are truly anchored on the Lord. Praise God. If we are not anchored on him, if we are not grounded and rooted in the love of God, in the word of God, our core of our faith can be shaken, which would allow us to make wrong steps, take wrong steps in life. Throughout the Old Testament, we see God sometimes used famine to judge a nation or to get his people's attention. God uses things around us to grab our attention. Praise God. This seems to be the case here. God was trying to get the attention of his people. This family, instead of trusting in God, what did they do? Instead of trusting in God for the food, Elimelech tried to solve the problem by shifting, by relocating, and thus violating what his name meant, God is my king. Praise God. Hallelujah. Famine in the house of bread. Praise God. Hallelujah. How are you experiencing famine in your soul? Hmm. The Bible gives the reason for famine and solution for family. Famine. But I want to tell you that there is a cure for famine in the scripture. And it's recorded in 2 Chronicles 7.14. I'll go into it a little later. You know, when we call upon the name of the Lord, God can change any situation. If you're going through a famine, any kind of famine in your life, I want to assure you that God can sustain you in any kind of famine. Praise the Lord. The scripture is full of example. You ask the widow of Zarephath, she will tell you, God sustained me in the famine. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. You asked Isaac, he will tell you, I prospered in famine. That's crazy. You know, in the first case, 
The widow of Zarephath will say, God sustained me miraculously in the famine. The reason being her faith and her benevolence. Praise God. Listen, how contradicting it is. Famine means you don't have it. Famine means being empty. Famine means running out of provision. Famine means entering the end, the finished realm. But in that realm, there is a woman who became benevolent. In other words, when you don't have something, she was so generous, she gave what she had. And that triggered God's favor and blessing in her life that sustained her throughout the famine. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. If you are in a famine, don't give up hope. Praise God. You ask Isaac. Isaac went through a greater famine. God told him, don't go to Egypt. He was on his way to Egypt. God said, don't go to Egypt. Stay here. The Bible says Isaac obeyed. And you know what he did? During the heat of the famine, he sowed. And the Bible says that year he reaped a hundredfold. Impossible. Humanly thinking, impossible. You cannot sow seed and reap anything in a famine. When everything around you is drought stricken. There is no life around you. Here is a man who did something contrary to the nature. And he experienced a bumper harvest. How come? Simple obedience and faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Obedience and faith. Praise God. When the land looked barren. When there was no dew and no rain coming. Everything looks hopeless. Here is a man who heard the word of God. Decided to stay put and not sit idle, not sit out the famine, not wait out the famine, but he decided to be active in that season and bring forth a bumper harvest. Praise God. You know, famine can steal our joy. It can steal our hope. It can steal our motivation. It can steal our initiative. But let me tell you, when you don't feel like doing something, praise God. When you don't feel like praising God, praise God. When you feel like you have nothing to give God, give what you have. Praise God. When you feel that you are going empty, take what you have and put it into the hands of God. And you're going to see that God can sustain you in a famine that God can bless you in a mess praise God because the God that you and I serve is a wonder working God perhaps could it be that you are going through a famine so that God can manifest his grace and his glory through your life 
Could it be that you are going through a test so that you can come out of, out of the test with a testimony? Could it be that you're going through trial and God wants to bring you out in a triumph? Could it be that you are feeling victimized but God wants to pull you out as a victor? Praise God. Don't give up. Don't give up. Praise God. Trust in God. Hang in there. Praise God. Hang in there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, famines can come. Hallelujah. But hang in, the, hang in there. Praise God. Hard seasons. Trying times. Financial crisis could be a season that can provide you with a once in a lifetime opportunity to change the very course and the outcome of your life. Praise God. Listen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hard times, crisis, they all can come. But could it be an opportunity, a window that God is opening so that you can come out of it in a flying colors. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible doesn't say, does not, you know, shelter us from trials and troubles. The Bible doesn't say a child of God is immune and exempt from trials and hardships in their lives. This is what God tells the prophet Isaiah. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. God is not saying you will not go through waters. You will not go through rivers. You will not go through fire. He says, when you go, remember, I am with you. And I can change the outcome. Praise God. Naturally, if you are going through water, the water can overrun you. In the natural, if you're going through river, the underwater current can just take you away. Naturally, if you go through fire, the fire can consume you. But God says, it is those things are natural phenomena. But if I am with you, I will do the supernatural for you. Praise God. I will make sure that the water will not run over you. I will make sure that you remain floating. When you see everyone drowning, you remain floating. When every babies in River Nile went down, became a meal for the alligators of River Nile. Praise God. Moses was floating. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you go through the river, when you go through fire, when fire is consuming people left and right, just make sure God is with you. Hold him close. Hold him tight. Praise God. This morning I was praying for someone and I was telling them, hold on to the promise of God.
Praise God. Even when the externals are putting on pressures. Praise God. Hold on to God's word. Praise God. Hold it close to your heart. Store it in your heart. Repeat it. Repeat it. Say it again and again. What God's word says. Praise God. Even when the externals don't change. You confess the word of God. And it will bring you out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hmm. Interesting. You know, talking about famine. Psalm 106, verse 15 goes like this. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. It's crazy. So you can be sustained in a famine. You can be prosperous in a famine. That's where I want to be. If I were to go through a famine, I would like to sustain. If I were to go through a famine, I want to be prosperous. But here there is something else that the scripture says about the children of God. God gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. That's a terrible place to be. What are we talking about? Imagine, table full of goodies, but you have no appetite. Imagine, got all gadgets and gizmos, but still not happy. Imagine, bank full of money, Still empty in the soul. Imagine got the cutting tech edge cut technology on hand, but still can connect. Imagine info at the tips of your finger. Don't have that kind of info that can bring a change or a solution. The children of Israel in the wilderness asked, demanded, grumbled, mumbled, murmured. And the Bible says, God gave it to them. Everything they said they wanted, he gave it to them. They asked, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? God said, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Praise God. What are we going to drink? God did the supernatural, the river water started flowing behind them. Praise God. Hallelujah. God rained food from heaven for them. Praise God. They craved for meat. God sent them the best. Praise God. Even when they had everything, the Bible says, God sent a leanness in the soul. Praise God. I don't want to be there. I don't know about you. Praise God. Can you imagine God giving us everything and then sending leanness in the soul. Why would God do that? Simply because these people were ungrateful. Praise God. Constantly living in, in, in seeing the wonders of God. Constantly experiencing supernatural provision of God. 
constantly being fed and sustained. The Bible says their, 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 their shoes did not what? Wear out. Their clothes did not wear out. That's crazy. Imagine that. 40 years in the wilderness, you have the same pair of clothes and it doesn't wear out. Your Nike sneakers, it don't wear out. It still looks the same. In other words, they were covered by the aura of God's presence. Living within that provision, the embrace of God. Yet, instead of a song, instead of being satisfied and content, instead of testifying that God is of a king, they constantly grumbled and complained. God said, I will send a leanness in their soul. Listen to me. I want to take an inventory of our lives. Praise God. How's your health? How's your wealth? How's your family? How's your relationship? You got everything. Food on the table. Clothes on your back. Roof over your head. A beautiful wife, a handsome husband, good children, good employment, ah. fellowship. Six out of seven days, fellowship, opportunity for fellowship, opportunity for prayer, opportunity to learn the scripture, opportunity to hear the word of God. Oh my God, and still complaining. Listen, if that's you, you need to take this stethoscope, put it up on your chest, and listen to the heartbeat. Could it be that he sent leanness into your soul? Give thanks to the Lord. Praise God. When people have no job in America, people waiting on lines for food. In America, people shivering in the cold. In America, people don't have clean running water. When was the last time we paused over our meal and said, Lord, thank you. Praise God. When was the last time when you wrote a check and paid your bill, you said, thank you. When was the last time when you gave to the Lord, you said, Lord, thank you. Praise God. Be grateful to the Lord for what he has already given you. Praise God. Hallelujah. This people, they had everything, but they had the leanness in their soul. Praise God. 
Naomi saying, look, I went out full. I went away full. Not we went away full. It was we who went. But it's only I remaining. I went away full. But the Lord has brought us, brought me back empty. Let me tell you. Between full and empty. I went away full. The Lord brought me back empty. If the Lord had sent them out, they probably would not have come back empty. Praise God. Who is sending you out? Who is prompting you to go? Who is driving you? Who is directing you? Who is guiding you? When the world around you is collapsing, when the world around you is shaking, who do you listen to? CNN? Fox? Good. But if you're going to make a decision for the Lord, listen to what he says. When you make a decision for the family, listen to what he says. Let God be your king. Praise God. We always give an update on our status based on what we see. Naomi says, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Little did she realize God may have brought her back empty, but God was not going to leave her empty. Praise the Lord. That's the beauty of the scripture. Praise God. Hopelessness is replaced by hope. Praise God. Maybe today you are broke, busted, disgusted, and bankrupt. Allow him to write the final chapter of your life. Praise God. Maybe you feel that you've come to the end of the road. Praise God. Allow him who calls himself the way. When you are at the end of your road, allow him who calls the way to go before you. He will cut a path where there is no path. He will cut a way where there is no way. Praise God. When the resources are depleted. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every time you put your hand in the barrel. And you could feel the bottom of the barrel. I want to tell you. You trust him. Praise God. He's going to teach you. That he can sustain you in a famine. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't give up on hope. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on Jesus. Praise God. Hold on to him. Praise God. God is not done with you yet. Praise God. 
God is not done with you yet. He wants to do something great, beautiful, and marvelous in your life that people may look at you and marvel. Praise God. When Naomi returned, people looked at her and said, Isn't this Naomi? The happy family where God was their king, where there was a song in their home, where they were satisfied. Naomi says, that's a thing in the past. Today I'm broken. I'm bitter. Call me Mara. Praise God. Are you that person this morning? Praise God. God can rewrite your story. Praise God. God can add a new chapter to your life. God can bring a new leaf to your life. God can bring a new lease to your life. God can bring, breathe life into you. Praise God. Allow him to do a greater, wider, deeper work in you and in your family. Praise God. How can that be possible? Well, God willing, we'll tell you that next week. So do read the book of Ruth and come. As we travel through this book, may God, who's a redeemer, praise God, show himself as a redeemer in your life. He can redeem time for you. He can redeem relationship for you. He can redeem your spiritual life. He can redeem your emotional life. He can redeem what is left over and do a greater work for you. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? All eyes closed. Praise God. Is the externals putting pressure on you? If it is, trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him. He shall direct your path. Praise God. Hallelujah. He will sustain you in famine. He will make you prosperous in famine. But I don't want to be there where I have everything but leanness in the soul. I don't want to be there. And I don't think you should be there. What is the remedy? Give thanks for what's already with you. What's already on you. What's already in you. What's already around you. Give thanks to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we humble ourselves before you. We yield our lives to you, Lord. We pray, Father, that every turn, every crossroads of our lives be directed by you, O God. We pray that we will not be pressured into making moves that would put us out of the will of God. But we pray that every time we take a step, we will be obedient to you and to your word and to your spirit. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us. Lord, if there is anyone who has heard the word, who feels depressed, discouraged, discontent, hopeless, 
I pray in Jesus name that God will pump fresh hope in them as they heard the word of God I pray that your spirit will continuously speak to them bring forth a great change let us not hallelujah give a look at our status quo and make predictions father but we pray that we will look at things through the lens of God's word and see it as God would see in Jesus name amen praise God